Hey guys, welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. I'm back in the great state of Georgia, just returned from Tennessee, had a fantastic meeting with 11 counties, GOP representatives, leadership actually, who came together on a moment's notice, found out I would be in town and I was ready to rock and roll and encourage people, give you some pointers on how to move forward, what Ground Zero looks like in your respective states. I am putting together my tour for that now, coming to a state near you. If you're interested, you know where to find me, Monica, at monicamatthews.com. Happy to put that together. Come out and encourage, educate, inspire, all those things. Uh, Also, I guess I owe my state of Georgia an apology because I said I'd given up on Georgia because I realized just what a toilet bowl the entire political system of Georgia is. It is worse than a swamp. It is, um, and it seems almost impossible to drain at this point because there's such a power grid here, vertically and horizontally. Um, Anyone with eyes can see that. Anyone who is patriotic and uh, desires to see this last theft, uh, this heist of an election adjudicated and remedied, can see exactly what happened in the state of Georgia. You don't have to be a lifelong resident here. But as it turns out, as always, God champions our liberty, which I talk about a lot with my faith, life, and politics uh, mantra over here, life, love, and liberty. They all go hand in hand, and he's always got like a ram in the bush, right? And so I happen to uh, be contacted by our ram in the bush over here in Georgia. Uh, Eric Warren is leading the charge in the recall effort of Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia, and I could not be more excited about that effort It appears that it is very well put together. There are millions of Georgians who are supporting this, who understand exactly what's happened. Brian Kemp is running for re-election in the state of Georgia, shamelessly, if you can imagine. So I had to bring Eric on with me today. Uh, Along with Eric, he's also got a great team of people supporting him, Miss Anna Tolman out of um, Cobb County, who's been a poll worker, who if she was with us today could probably, you know, shed some light on the ballot shredding, things of that nature that occurred in Cobb County. Amanda McGee is with us today as well. She's also a fantastic uh, Blexit and Black Voices for Trump supporter. She's here in the state of Georgia as well. We're going to talk with her too and get her take on things. Uh, Tiffany Savage would have been with us today as well, but she's she's busy, busy. She is a fantastically beautiful young lady who put together the MAGA drag. So it would have been great to have Tiffany on because she understands the tens of thousands of cars that, that drove across the state of Georgia, came from all over the, con- the, the country, actually, to make it to Rome. She was uh, very instrumental in putting those things together. So along with Eric, there's a host of support that, it, that points to the fact that we know for sure the state of Georgia was ground zero for alleged election fraud like nobody's business. And so, Eric Warren, without further ado, welcome to my show and thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me. You're a very gracious host. And I like your analogy of the ram in the thicket because the whole way through this, I came in just on faith, uh, believing that something could change in Georgia and something could change in America and that we could have something of a reverse domino effect from all the fraud that's been happening the past 20, 60 years, that somehow we could start reversing the process and, and making these people held accountable. Right. at the highest level for like what they did. And I'll admit, I felt like a, a ram in the thicket, you know, that says God will provide. Mm-hmm. And I felt like all throughout my uh, encounters with the people of Georgia, that God has just given me just enough for what I needed at the moment. That's awesome. And I really appreciate being on your show. And I'm, I'm, I'm here to answer any questions you have. Of course. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So I always tell people, you know, when they, when my illiterate uh, brothers and sisters in Christ will come after me about something that's just offended them that I've said about scripture, right? And it's usually the truth and the truth sometimes hurts and they threaten to leave my platform. And I'm like, you know what? It's totally cool guys, because I only need 300. 
And anyone who knows about Gideon <laughs> knows that all I need is 300. And so do you. And so I love the fact that resonates with you and bears witness with your spirit because what I'm doing, part of what I'm, my effort across the country is reminding people of our dominion in the earth as Christians. And the fact that it's, this is not time for us to uh, capitulate or succumb to uh, parties or, you know, the lies of the enemy as all truths are being revealed right now, as scripture tells us they will be. I'm like, dude, uh, here we got plenty of evidence that we just can't even call evidence anymore. We're still rallying around people like Governor Brian Kemp, um, aside from your efforts and a few others, you've got a real partisan um, a partisan schism within the party, right? There's just this chasm of, well, he's the evil we know, so let's keep him. And I'm like, yeah, so, so let's dig into a little bit of that. So you are leading the charge of the recall. How long has this been going on? What is your basis for recalling Governor Brian Kemp? Well, basically, we started back in early December uh, trying to get the petitions. Um, the name of our organization uh, online or the website is CampRecall.com. And we started back in December, and it took a few weeks uh, for the Secretary of State's office to give us the petitions for Kemp and for Raffensperger. And once they gave them to us, we hit the ground running after three weeks. Uh, then we took a couple weeks. You got 15 days by statute to respond with 100 signatures, and then we we put them in. And I have to tell you, this is a complete grassroots effort. We got no support from anyone. And I talked to Oren in California. He, when he started out, the first half of his whole campaign or the first two-thirds of all the signatures that were gathered, he got no support from the GOP. And, and they were getting rid of – they were removing a Democrat there, and they still got no support. So You're talking about uh, I don't, I don't, ex- I don't even right. expect that much. Yeah, right. so, yeah exactly. Right. Uh, the guy who started that, his name is Oren Healy. Mm-hmm. He's a genius. He, he, he'd been at it for a year and a half. And he gave me a lot of pointers. It, it is daunting. Let no one mistake that this is a daunting task to gather this many signatures yeah. in in 90-day period, uh, about approximately half of what they did in California, about approximately 750,000. Uh, it is a daunting task. Mm-hmm. and uh, But everyone has to know one thing, that the online petitions don't count. You can't remove someone from office using an online petition. And so we decided we needed to file these petitions and to focus on creating a, a ground game so far we have 1500 volunteers and I'm, I'm you know free feel free to ask any question um about you know our organization or what's happening um with uh our game but i, I realize right now the game is publicity so that's right. all i'm going for right. so okay so your I, basis, I welcome the opportunity to talk about it of course so you're and i'm and i'm glad you're here to discuss it so the basis for the recall is because you believe that governor brian kemp was complicit or neglectful in his role as governor of the state of georgia in protecting the votes of every voter in this state is that it absolutely for me the first and the primary and only cause of my recall is going to be election integrity And a lot of people have brought up other issues from other elections. I'm looking at 2020 and the Senate runoff in 2021. And I think Amanda could probably do a better job than me describing, you know, the malfeasance, uh, the PPE to China that he actually has in common with Newsom, uh, you know, that went nowhere. Money just went into the vacuum, into a black hole. We're never going to see it again. And, uh, you know, the, the common typical Washington pork, for sure. Yeah. But uh, in general, uh, besides the typical corruption or the, the, the nuisance type corruption, we had a, a different level of corruption because this was the epicenter of all the fraud in the country. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like everyone was looking to Georgia for an example, and we did not set that example. Right. Right. Amanda, can you expound a little bit on that? So Amanda McGee, again, a Blexit representative, Black Voices for Trump, uh, beautiful black conservative here in the state of Georgia. Tell us what you know more about the malfeasance that he's referring to. Well, we all know that he invested in Dominion voting systems, and we all know how corrupt those are. We have all the evidence and proof of that. And yes, he did, you know, spend millions of our dollars on PPE and Governor Newsom was kind of involved in the same scam. Right. And they, you know, they just wasted our money. We'll never see those PPE. And one thing that people bring up a lot is they say, well, we love Kemp because he kept our state open. 
And that's true, you know, but at the same time, he spent millions of dollars on PPE that we never received. Right. And when President Trump needed him the most, when he asked him to do something about all of the voter fraud, he did nothing. And now all of a sudden he's going on C-SPAN. He wants our support. He wants our vote. But it's too little, too late. I've talked to a lot of different people, and that's exactly what they say. He broke our hearts. It's too little, too late. They want him out, and that's what we deserve. Yeah, absolutely. So, so to expound, so so let me say this is a little bit of a disclaimer because Dominion Voting Systems has this um, unsavory habit recently of filing suit for defamation against people who would even attempt to allege that there's anything wrong with their voting systems, irrespective of evidence that is you know a blind man could see. Right. So, so I want I want to go over a couple of other pieces of malfeasance, and you two tell me if you agree with this. So we have things in the way of evidence, otherwise called proof, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, by any other legal name, it's called proof. Whenever you have thousands of affidavits that have been signed by people who saw irregularities, voter fraud, other issues in their polling stations, uh, things with uh, absentee ballot signatures, I mean, thousands of affidavits were turned in. That's part of the evidence, as well as ballot boxes, completely illegal. Ballot harvesting, completely illegal. People driving around with uh, wraps around vans, basically vote here like an ice cream truck. Totally illegal. Mm-hmm. Consent decree was not uh, was signed off by the AG's office, never made it to, I'm assuming, uh, Governor Kemp, big assumption, I guess, knew what was going down. Nobody stopped that either coming out of Brad Raffensperger's office. Let's talk about absentee verification. There was, there was very little of that that occurred because the consent decree made it damn near impossible for you to actually um, um, verify your absentee, absentee ballots that came in. Not to mention, over hundreds of thousands of ballots were adjudicated in Gwinnett County alone. That is effectively unheard of. Uh, counties that were counting after Election Day, totally illegal. They stopped counting in Fulton County, Fulton County in the middle of the night, totally illegal. Ruby on camera, where's Ruby? That should be a hashtag. hashtag. Where's Ruby? Has anyone deposed mm-hmm. Ruby, right? She is like the lady with a fantastic wig that we've seen all over the world. We've watched her shove ballots in and out. And where's Ruby? I'd love to know that. Fulton County not following the Senate's resolution to hand over ballots to Jovan Pulitzer for uh, for artifact verification. Where did that go? We sat through two days or a couple of weeks, actually, of smoke and mirror hearings through the Senate. Five senators actually stood up and risked their careers and more than likely their lives because most anyone out here on the front line is doing that, by the way, America. Uh, your life is your life is definitely in danger if you are questioning any of this. So with that in mind, we spent a couple of weeks watching, you know, testimony of attorneys who brought cases forward. Uh, to say, hey, wait a minute, where's our equal representation uh, between the absentee ballot? You know, Attorney Lynn Wood brought that forth in his in his suit that actually made it all the way to the Supreme Court to no avail, like every other, uh, you know, election, sadly. But it's like, we don't have equal protection here in the state of Georgia between an absentee ballot and someone who actually showed up, you know, for their ballot. Um, totally different sets of rules for all of this. So he didn't call a special session. I could literally, you guys, I could begin and end this entire show with that. He legitimately usurped his own authority and his constitutional duty to every voter in the state of Georgia to call a special session. So I would go for recalling Brian Kemp on that merit alone. Do you guys agree? 100% 100% agree. <laughs> and it mostly because it, with the special session, you could challenge this consent decree. You don't have to necessarily challenge the election. Right. And they could have fixed a lot of the irregularities for the Senate runoff. So, so his lack of action not only cost us the White House or Trump the White House, right. it also, in the 80 million Americans who voted for Trump, it also cost all of America the Senate. Right. So I think it's outrageous what he did not calling a special session. He didn't have to challenge the results of the election to call a special session. And he always made it a dichotomy. It's either either challenging the election or it's this. And it was never about that. Mm -hmm. So he was always obstructing and never paying attention to the ball that was right in front of him. And he knew better. He was secretary of state for eight years from 2010 to 2018. This is a man who knows the ins and outs of the system. 
he would have been the perfect guy to call a special legislature and maneuver the situation mm-hmm. to uh, fix the, the problems and not to go too far. Right. So I think he could have done a great job of maneuvering the system to at least fix the system for the Senate runoff. So uh, right. there's no forgiveness for that. There's no forgiveness. Yeah, amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for all of the people who like to blame Sidney Powell or Lynn Wood because, you know, well, you know, they're very convenient scapegoats and uh, with regard to the Senate runoff. And, and I respect people who took President Trump's advice and they went out and voted. I mean, you had something, you had to have something in hand to prove that the Democrats were picking up the goalposts and moving down the field again. So if no one showed up to vote, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been able to prove, right, that that was going on. So I get it. But ultimately, what Lynn and I think Sydney were saying was, hey, you've got a defunct system. We have evidence of that. We're in the process of putting all of that evidence forth, everything from the hardware to the software to human error, right, and complicitness. So we have all of that that we're putting together. If we could actually get a court who would hear our cases, we'd be able to adjudicate this thing and bring the evidence forward. But it was one shenanigan, one wool over the eyes after another. And so it leads you to believe that everything from the judiciary all the way up to our executive Mm -hmm. branches, branches in this state are compromised. You could take that all the way up to the Supreme Court of the United States because there's otherwise zero reason for them not to have taken these cases. There's tons of evidence. We know that. So do me a favor, walk the audience through this entire process, what it takes in order to recall Brian Kemp. I don't know if it's different from what's happening with Governor Newsom, mm-hmm. but take us through the steps mm-hmm. that you're in right now. Uh, there's a slightly different burden of proof when it comes to the factual basis of recall. In California, they could say Newsom doesn't, didn't look, he looked at him wrong, so we're going to get rid of him. So the factual basis is slightly different here. You can challenge that in court uh, to say, hey, you know, this is completely flimsy or completely ridiculous. Um, of course, when it comes to the legal basis, just to start there, because it is the most important, uh, the legal basis, of course, is that he broke his oath of office. Like you want to know if he did misconduct in office and if he didn't do the duties that were prescribed by law. And clearly, it, he, he didn't defend the Constitution whether it is uh, having the legislature decide an election rather than Raffensperger or, you know, uh, his, his minions. Uh, so basically, uh, I, I will say this uh, just briefly about Lynn Wood, that he's the one who got me involved in this. And there are many different uh, problems with uh, the consent decree, which we could get into more later. But yeah. bottom line is uh, the process is pretty simple. Uh, you, you, receive the initial application from the secretary of state's office. That's step one. And then uh, after you receive it, it has an official number on the top, right? That is unique for every person that you're going to recall. You need a separate petition for every person you recall. And then after you get a hundred signatures, you have 15 days to return the petition to them with a hundred signatures that are verified. Now I did that with the secretary of state's office both for Kemp and Raffensperger in early January, on January 12th, and they returned to me, and uh, Raffensperger disqualified 40% of the signatures. (laughs) Now, you and I both know how ludicrous that is. When Trump's signatures, he had a 0.2% signature uh, disqualification that happened with Trump's uh, absentee ballot. But then when it came to looking at the signatures for his own recall petition, the people he had in his office taking care of that – throughout 80 of the signatures out of 200 that I got. And so they only had like 120 left. So we had sufficient signatures. That was fine. And they, they disqualified it on a, a clerical technicality. Of course. But the point is after you uh, complete the first bar of a hundred signatures on the application, you, re- you return the application within 15 days. The second step is to go out and they give you approval to circulate the petition to the general public. Okay. And when that happens, you have 90 days and you have to gather uh, approximately 750,000 signatures um, or about 50,000 to 60,000 in each congressional district. There's 14 congressional districts in Georgia. And each one of them by law or by statute has to have one fifteenth of the total, at least mm-hmm. at bare minimum, one fifteenth of the total votes or, or uh, signatures that you gather have to be from those states. And then the biggest the biggest issue is you can't have any online petition. Everything has to be in person and verified uh, by a witness 
who, who has chain of custody of the signatures. Right. So that they're called circulators. All the circulators are my heroes, and those are the people I want to recruit. That's right. So after the 90 days, then, you know, everybody, if you get enough signatures, then you just have an election just to ask the question, up or no, will the majority want him, 51% or over 50%, uh, do the majority want him to be recalled? And I think it's pretty obvious that when it comes to Kemp and Raffensperger, they have no support from the Democrats. They hate, they hate him from the past, you know, from the COVID issues uh, back to uh, Ahmed Arbery, all the way back to Stacey Abrams in 2018. So they all hate him. And then the Republicans all hate him, uh, or most of them hate him. And then you, uh, so Raffensperger is going to be easy to recall because everybody agrees. And then when it comes to camps, there's still a little bit of support, maybe uh, 10 or 20% hardcore support within the okay. Republican base. And those are mostly, let's be honest, they're mostly not hardcore Trumpers. It's because Trump had a very public falling out with Kemp. Right. And so it's kind of ridiculous for anyone to try to defend this guy after Kemp, uh, after right. uh, Trump pointed the finger at him. Right. So that's basically the right. process. And then, of course, you have a special election, which would be probably sometime September, October, if all things go well, uh, sometime at the end of the year, maybe November, uh, about a year before the 2022 election, where we'd actually replace them. And anyone can run. It's like a jungle type of situation. Anybody can run in that. And then uh, the one with the highest number of votes wins. So Interesting. that's pretty much it. So, so, we're, not, so yeah. we're not automatic. Okay, so let me ask you, because just to clarify for people, so this is not 15% of the registered voters of the last gen, of the last general election. Okay, but this is not not Republicans. This is not a Republican issue. This is a Correct. state of Georgia issue. Okay. All right. Got it. Excellent. So Correct. important for you guys to remember. And a that. lot of Democrats, a lot of Democrats are going to sign this. There's no doubt about oh, it. I don't have yeah. any doubt about that. Well, yeah. And see, and that's oh, kind yeah. of my point is that, you know, I can see where some people are thinking to themselves, well, holy crap, we don't want to get stuck with Stacey or, or a Democrat, which honestly, as long as Brian yeah. Kemp's in office, that's exactly who you're stuck with. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, other than the exactly. right, other than the talking points, and so, so my thing is okay. I assumed that somehow. I'm glad you guys are educating me on this. I assumed that Jeff Duncan, God help us, would end up sliding into that position as you as lieutenant governor. So you're telling me there would be a special election, and it would effectively there would be, be a special okay, election. Got it. Okay. So yeah. um, Amanda, and, so that's like a jungle primary. And, and my, excuse me, excuse me. Unless they resign by code, if anyone resigns. The special election is called off okay. to replace, uh, and then it could happen exactly as you said. The okay. swamp can just uh, shuffle some chairs, <laughs> uh, you know, right. Uh, right. just uh, pull, pull a few strings, and then boom, we're back to where we started, which Absolutely. is exactly why in our recall effort, we have to get rid of uh, from office. We have to remove from office Kemp, Raffensperger, and Duncan at the bare minimum. Okay, if you so don't, now we're talking about one three of them going to replace the other. Okay. Correct. Well, right. Yeah. Okay. All right, got it. Amanda, did you have something to add to that? Yeah, I just wanted to add that, you know, people are afraid that Stacey Abrams will come in to play here. But people need to realize she's already in play. That's why President Trump kept bringing it up. Kim, why are you so afraid of Stacey Abrams? What's going on here? You know, we don't know if they've done some special deal. A lot of people say that they have, you know, and she just, she holds too much weight. She's just calling too many shots right. with what's going on with our elections. I live in Fulton County. I was there at State Farm Arena two days after the November 3rd election. I saw those vans we all did driving around like ice cream trucks, yeah. as you mentioned. They were just nasty people. Right. And it should not have been allowed. Right. And I'm very proud of what we're doing right now. You know, we voted 97 to 72 to change our legislative laws and the Democrats are protesting that right now. Of course. But we're going to win this and we need people to get behind this because Kemp is working with Democrats. Right. You know, Rhino they've already stolen two elections. They've stolen two elections. Exactly. Are you, are you going to let them steal a third election, Americans? Right. Like the people of Georgia, are you going to let these, these gentlemen, if you want to call them that, and I don't want to call them that, are you going to let them steal a third election from you? right in front of your face. And there's no other way to stop it except to recall them. Because if we leave them in office, if we try to primary them, like some people suggest, they're still going to be in office during the election Correct. of 2022. Correct. So they're going to steal a third election. You know, fool me once, shame on 
you mm-hmm. fool me twice, shame on me a third time. It's unprecedented. Right. We would have to be the stupidest people in the country <laughs> not to uh, re- remove them from office before right. they could steal a third election. Right. Well, I think, you know, being in Tennessee, I have to tell you guys, it was it was really good for my soul for a number of reasons, not the least of which of the, the good people of Tennessee are, are good people and they're hardworking people. I was out in rural Tennessee, uh, 11 different counties represented. Some folks are brand new uh, to the GOP efforts and they just decided to step up and be that ram in the bush. And they're like, I don't know anything about this mess and I'm not part of the swamp, but I'm here to roll up my sleeves because I love my country and I'm not going to wait on the feds and I'm not waiting on president Trump to fly in in an evil Knievel suit to the oval office on March 4th. And the military is going to be there. (laughs) Nope. We are taking control of our country right now. And I had to start my speech with this. People think they have until 2022 to, clean this up and take a, and to save the country. And I'm like, listen, you're missing the point. We've already lost it. Yeah. Right? Like President Trump outlined all of that in what I would consider an a real state of the union address at CPAC. And yeah. everything he Amen. right? Everything he talked about was like, you guys, we've we've lost it. Yes, there are better things to come, but they're not coming without you out in the streets aligning with things of this nature. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Yes. But what's more uncomfortable? Having to compete with more than a million illegal immigrants who Stacey Abrams is probably going to, you know, uh, uh, rent a fur bus Mm -hmm. to go down to the border and grab and bring up here to Georgia to vote in the next election. What are you going to do about that? So it's like, get out now, drain the swamp while you can, and get ahead of this thing before that happens. And, you know, you and I were talking about that, Eric, that that's exactly what's going to happen in the state of Georgia that I think a lot of people are not Absolutely. Taking. Listen, and Democrats need to pay attention to that, too, because they tap into yes. your resources, right? And it's like, you. I mean, you. if you are on a government-assisted program and you think there's going to be something left for your family— or 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 somehow there's going to be funds left for for your needs that have always been there. Try ushering in over a million to two million illegal immigrants and saying, "Hey, by the way, here's your card. Welcome to the party." Right? No, absolutely yeah. not. We're not. We won't survive that. So, yeah. Uh, can I say something? Yeah, on absolutely. That? Yeah, just absolutely. Like you're talking about the illegal alien issue, and it, it's just a huge issue. And you know, you know, the Democrats are up to no good when they keep coming up with different numbers. It doesn't matter, you know, what the audience is. Sometimes they're throwing around 11 million illegal aliens, giving amnesty 13 million. All the numbers I'm hearing are closer to 23 or 26 million. And, of course, a a nice percentage of that is going to be thrown into these swing states. A bunch of the people are already there. Sadly, a lot of them are already voting here. We already have illegals voting all over the country uh, uh, and given provisional licenses. So there's all kinds of games already being played. This is going to become that much easier once they become legal. Correct. So let's just be honest here. There's probably a 60 or 70 percent um, uh, of Latinos usually vote for Democrats. So they're going to get, you know, uh, that 10 percent, 15 percent margin, almost guaranteed. And that that's going to be a huge number of people and a huge number of sw- swing votes in this state in 2022. Right. So people are saying we got to fight Stacey in 2022. It's going to be easier then. No, it's going to be harder in 2022. Because they're going to have so many more now. people. Yeah. Exactly. There, there is no other time to do this. And if we replace, if, if she tries to fight somebody now and loses, she's just that much more of a lame duck or whatever you want to yeah. call it. She's just that much more of uh, a wounded soldier or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like, I, I would never refer been to the trenches. Stacey as a lame duck. <laughs> I could think of a few other adjectives, <laughs> but lame and duck would not. People would need not to be know that. People need to know that sanctuary cities in Georgia and around the country, but we're talking about Georgia, sanctuary cities directly correlate with voter fraud. Yes. If That's you right. look at the sanctuary cities, if you, you can look them up, you can research it. I wish I knew the website off the top of my head, but you can just Google sanctuary cities and look at the ones in Georgia. They directly correlate with voter fraud. Absolutely. So it, it's something that people need to know and realize that's their plan. They want to, and it's going to affect Democrats, independents, libertarians, Republicans. It doesn't matter your political affiliation. If you're an American right. in this country, all of these illegal aliens that are coming in, we love immigrants. Okay. America was built on immigrants. It's not about that. 
it's the fact that these people are illegal. And it, it, it also corresponds with human trafficking. It's a huge problem. And everyone needs to know that Atlanta Airport is the number one hub for human trafficking in this country. Right. So this is all a plan of Stacey Abrams and all these people to increase the revenue on human trafficking and to allow all these illegal immigrants to take our resources. Right. And it's not right. Amen we to have that. to fix America. We have to focus on what is going on here. And we need a governor, secretary of state, mayors, Senate, House, everyone to be about the people that are already here and not bring in new people to just, the crime rate has gone up so high. They've exactly. diminished our police the, the, Democrat, the Democrats care more about the Latino, I mean, sorry, the illegal vote, right. than they care about the American people's vote and their sanctity and right to vote, to have one vote, one person count. Sorry, I, I, you're kind of on a roll, Amanda. You can yeah, take it from no, here that's if you good. want. That's good. I think it's important to remember that this is a geopolitical effort. This is not... First of all, as a minister, this is a Ephesians 6 and 12 effort. This is what's, that's what the deal is. That's that's what's going on. This is a fight for the soul of the world, not even just America and certainly not just for the state of Georgia. So it's important to start with the basics, which is this is a soul for people. And what do I mean by that? When people are oppressed, that is not living life abundantly, which Christ very clearly prescribed for all mankind, right? So that Mm -hmm. is not happening with certain political systems. And we know that. So this is a fight between good and evil. This is a fight between truth and lies. There's no way to circumvent that. You cannot do it. It's not a partisan effort. I got to tell you guys something. Honestly, I hear from Democrats who are scared to death right now because they see what's happening. And guess what? They didn't vote for Joe Biden. They voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. Right? And they're yep. extremely, yes. right? They're so disenfranchised. That's exactly right. Yes. And I'm like, well, you know, I told the people yeah. in Tennessee, I was like, hey. You would be surprised. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was like, look, don't be afraid of your Chinese neighbors. Go out there and frequent, you know, their restaurants. Because a lot of those people fled from the CCP. And they're here to have life more abundant. Yes. So don't start buying well, it. You, know you know what's the true irony? Well, you know what's the true irony there? Is you look back what happened in the primary with the Democrats. Let's just go back to the epicenter. Yeah. If you go back to the primary with the Democrats, Bernie had it stolen from him. Yep. And they, they rigged it right out in the open. They pulled the same thing. Like, let's take a week to count the votes in Iowa and the, <laughs> right. the caucus. Yep. So they did the same type of game. And so all of them were dispirited, most progressive. Nobody really wanted Biden. He was kind of like, okay, he's the last guy standing at the end of the game right. who just never quit. So nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted Kamala. So why why are why are we stuck with these people? Except because of the election uh, rigging that's been going on in both parties. This yep. is illegal. This is unconstitutional. This is an affront against the American people, and it's an attack upon us. And whether it's from uh, foreign sources or from domestic, they are the enemy of our country. They are the enemy of the Constitution, and they they would rather see you dead then exercise your rights and uh, have your democratic vote. They don't even believe you have a right to talk out in public or to have a platform. Uh, they can deplatform you at will. 20 million people were deplatformed on Parler, mm-hmm. like for nothing, right? For absolutely nothing. They wanted to have a hearing to, to investigate Parler and leave out, leave out right. <laughs> Twitter and uh, Facebook. Right. And as if, as if no one talks about violence on their platforms, it's right. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. what's happening. And Dershowitz is the only one calling them out saying this is unconstitutional. They're trying to pressure television companies not to carry different news stations like Newsmax. Right. That is unconstitutional. It is against the First Amendment and they have to be called out for what they're doing. And it's because they hate the people. They, they don't care about your rights or your sanctity. And I believe this recall is all about the rights of the people. I and that's why recall, we're doing this. I think your recall is a matter of national security. That should be on every Amen. piece of le- of literature you guys put out. That that should literally be. There's my free uh, cons- consulting advice. Uh, there, you need to have matter of national security because people still see it as partisan. They still see it as well. We're Amen. With, right, we're still with Brian, you know, because we're married to this Brian. This is about slavery. This is about yep. slavery versus bondage. To put it in, you know, biblical term. Right. Paul said, "Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." Right. And you look what how people felt when Bernie Sanders had the uh, election rigged and stolen from him. The progressives felt dispirited. They felt crushed. Right. And 
it was ironic because at the same time, Bernie was blamed for being a, a tool or a spy for Russia. When it, when it was when it was these people right. in the DNC that were rigging an election and stealing it from the people, right. and we think, oh, the GOP wouldn't do that. Sadly, uh, yeah, they would. That's why we have trans. <laughs> that's why we have transparency in elections because right. it's not it's not up to them to say, oh, you you, you have to trust us. No, we don't have to trust you. Right. We we need transparency in our elections, and if you don't give it to us, and the state legislator hasn't given it to us, yeah. they haven't given us audits to Fulton County, they haven't given us basic things. We're going to replace you. And the new people we put in place are going to give us the transparency that we demand. And that's why we're doing this recall. Okay. And if we wait two years to primary them, guess what? The statute of limitations of 22 months on most of the ballots is going to be expired. They're going to destroy them. Right. And we'll never be able to look at what happened in Georgia uh, with the the fraud here. Eric, and let me some people say, oh, move on. But oh, I can't move yeah. on because America is too important yeah. and our right to vote is too important. I'm not moving on. Amen to that. No, we're not. We can't. Kemp was on a Chinese website telling the Chinese people how ripe Georgia was for business and how rich our land was and how they needed to come here Mm -hmm. and just, you know, Mm -hmm. invest in Georgia and be a part of Georgia. I saw it with my own eyes. They've tried to wipe that website, but a lot of people have already recorded it. Right. and saw him on an actual Chinese website. So he is working with the CCC. We have the receipt. Well, Lynn Wood has exposed a lot of the money coming in into Raffensperger, his brother, uh, his family, and also yes. the same with Kemp. Raffensperger's brother works with the CCC. He works with China. So I think he's done he's a really great job. And I will have to give Lynn Wood credit. His uh, legal brief, when it came to the consent decree, blew my mind. It really disturbed me. I will say it was disturbing reading, almost like reading a, a horror novel. Maybe that's, you know, yeah. uh, slightly dramatic, but it felt like reading a horror novel. And they basically tried to say that nobody, none of the independent po- poll workers or people making decisions had any rights. They had to go to a committee of two or three people right. every single time. And of course, in Fulton County, that's always heavily, heavy Democrat, hardcore. Mm-hmm. They would have to go to them to approve of any signature mismatch. Right. It was completely ludicrous, the extra restrictions they added on. Ralston said he didn't hear about it, but the attorney general was behind it. They're the ones who approved of the consent decree. They wanted Raffensperger to do it. So Carr, Carr was behind it. Raffensperger signed on. Kemp knew about it. Ralston said uh, they were left out of it in the legislature. I don't know the details about that, but obviously the legislature wasn't consulted for their opinion. And the end result was a stolen election. So let me ask you, what do you yes. say to the to the ones who are saying, well, look what they're doing. We have new election uh, legislation. They've passed the bill from the Senate to the House, from the House to the Senate. Everybody's getting along in the sandbox full of kitty litter. So what, what do you say to those people who are like, why do we have to go through the effort of recalling the governor when, look, at least they're playing fair and they're trying to undo this. I know what I say to those people, but I want to hear what you guys have to say to those folks. you want to start with that, Amanda? What I would say to them, I would encourage them to remember November 3rd and to remember January 5th. Does your vote count or does it not count? Because your vote didn't count. Who you, The person that you voted for should be in office because he won by a landslide, and that's President Donald J. Trump. And also, whatever happened on November 3rd with Doug Collins is something that comes into question, too, because a lot of people say that he actually won the Senate race, and there shouldn't have been a runoff. So I would have those people just remember that. Remember who you voted for. And for the Democrats, even, remember who you voted for in 2018, and there was voter fraud there, too. So Kim was the secretary of state and now he's our governor. And so are you just going to allow him to get away with all of the fraud and corruption that he's been involved in? Are you just going to take it and lay down and say, Oh, well, you know, we're fixing it now. Oh, well, let's just keep it. That's not how this works. If you do that, people are going to continue to steal your vote from you. Fraud and corruption will continue. Even if we do change our legislative laws, they will find other ways. Yeah. Exactly. The, 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 the laws are only as good as the people enforcing them. So right now exactly. people are, are, are being lulled into a false security because mm-hmm. the Georgia legislature is pushing all these great laws. And I think it's great because we're finally getting back to normal. 
where we were getting out of like the craziness of COVID and the crazy rules that they added on the past few years. That's great. But let's be honest, we can't give them a, a huge credit for that because they never should have gone the opposite direction. How did we ever get here in the first place? Except so many people in so many places in government dropped the ball. So my response is, number one, uh, trash talking is not going to change anything. Like it, Trash talking never did change anything. It feels good at the moment. Like You want to diss somebody, make them feel ashamed, but it doesn't change anything. So the only thing that changes something is who's in office. And people are like, we got to get rid of Dominion. You're never going to get rid of Dominion until you get rid of Raffensperger and Kemp. There's a guy standing in the way of getting rid of these voting machines. So we need to uh, remove and replace. And the new people in office have to believe in, in election integrity. They have to believe in transparency. And, before, and if, if we don't accomplish that, I mark my words, they will steal a third election in 2022. Absolutely. People say it wouldn't happen. They stole it from Trump. They stole it from two rhinos. These are, these are fellow rhinos that right. stole an election from two rhinos and instead of runoff. Now just do the math, think for yourself, and realize that, you know, online petitions don't work. A smash talking doesn't work. All these are unofficial. They, they just make people feel good about themselves. I would love it if God came down from heaven with an angel and fixed it, <laughs> or if a military tribunal, like all those things sound great, mm -hmm. but it didn't happen. Right. So it's time for people to move on with the system in place, which is we, the people have the power. Stop thinking a politician has the power. We, the people yeah. are the government. If you read the constitution, they said, we are the people. Like, what does that mean? Like we, the people create this, this government. It doesn't mean a bunch of smart guys or rich white guys in Washington created the government and their great wisdom. It means we as a people together are our constitutional Republic. And if we don't fight for our rights together, then our, our republic is only as good as the people. So we have to fight. Right. Amen. We, we, we are the government. I hate to say it, but we are the administrative state. I was joking with a friend. I'm like, I just uh, filled out a petition to recall the governor. Does that make me part of the administrative state now? Right. So we have all this <laughs> hatred of people in government. Oh, it's the administrative state. It's the deep state. It's all these evil people. Sorry, it's you and me. Right. So unless you and I step up, we have no right to complain. And Doug Collins, he hits that on the nail all the time. He, every time someone asks him a question or complains, he's like, did you vote? Right. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to ask people the same question in his recall. Did you sign and did you vote? And if you didn't, you have no right to complain about Dominion. You have no right to complain about any of the stuff that you're complaining about. Right. Speaking of, have you had any help from people like Kelly Leffler or David Perdue or any elected officials or any of them <laughs> on board? No. Uh, I have reached out to the Collins office. Um, I have reached out to, to, to even Lynn Woods, and I know he's not an elected official, and even Jody Hyde. I think at this point in time, it's pretty uncontroversial to, to trash talk and to talk about recalling Raffensperger. Just today, I, I was approached by somebody reading through my uh, messages on uh, CampRecall.com. I was reading through my messages, and someone said, oh, well, uh, we're going to we're going to recall Raffensperger. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So we didn't, we didn't get into any detail. I mean, I'm, I'm all for more people helping with the process. I, I really don't want us having two competing uh, petitions. Exactly. But the, the interesting part of it was that that's unobjectionable. I never heard one person in the Republican Party be like, oh, no, we can't recall him. Right. But that's unobjectionable. What few people don't understand is that if you look at Kemp, he's the enabler. He's the one pulling the strings. And, and let's, let's be honest, there's no one with more knowledge about election fraud and election integrity than Kemp because he was eight years in Secretary of State's office. There's, there's no one in a better position to stop the fraud. Look at DeSantis. Look at Abbott in, mm -hmm. in Texas. They did a great job of mm -hmm. shutting people down. They, they got mayors put in jail. They had high-ranking officials put in jail for fraud. Did that happen here in Georgia? It's crickets here. Even Ruby is not be being put in jail uh, for right. ballot stuffing on television on in front television. of all the American people. <laughs> right. And and Kemp was asked about that by Laura Ingram, and what his response say? was, "Raff will take care of it. Raff will take care of it. He's yeah, got yeah, it." Right. So I, I say, if, if if he says Raff will take care of it, I say we take care of him. That's what Thank I said. Thank you. <laughs> Just mm -hmm. today, the governor of Texas lifted all the mandates for masks. He opened up the 
the mm-hmm. seat or the state, mm-hmm. 100% the businesses are allowed to open. 100%. Okay. That's the type of governor we need. Georgia was a part of the union. We are yep. an American state that people look to as an example and look mm-hmm. at what has happened to us. Right. Stacey Abrams wants us to be a blue state. She wants to turn us into like California. Do you see the amount of people that are fleeing California? Absolutely. We cannot let that happen. We need a governor that is going to stand up for us. And Kemp has not done that. Amen. Well, hopefully if they flee California, they can come join our rally. They can go from the rallies in California recall. You've got two rally dates coming up. So tell us about that. Where are they? Where can people sign up? Where can people find you? And then as it pertains to the recall, right? Like we were talking earlier Mm -hmm. before the show about, you know, um, people bringing their IDs, being able to uh, verify signatures on the spot, as well as um, qualifying those signatures with your notaries on board. So, I mean, this is, Mm -hmm. you guys, this is not some Rudy Poop, you know, thing that that we're organizing here. Well, I'm not organizing, but you guys are, and I'm and I'm proud to help you. Um, but tell us about the rally dates, what it's for, where it's going to be, and where people can find you. Sure. It's called the Pallets Full of Ballots Rally. The name for the rally, of course, comes from a song by Austin Foreman. He was shadow banned, and he's still got a million hits on YouTube for his viral sensation in Pallets Full of Ballots. Go listen to the song. I mean, in a humorous way, it, it, in a time when there is no humor in America, in a humorous way, he, he deconstructs everything that happened in a few verses. And he's going to add a fourth verse when he comes to Georgia for our recall. So because he was coming to perform, I'm like, why don't we just call it after his song, the name of it? And it's about election integrity. What better name than Palace Full of Ballots mm-hmm. to talk about election integrity? Like the most egregious example, the middle of the night, three three oh two in the morning, we see hundreds of thousands of ballots appear out of nowhere. Uh, from underneath a table that's being hidden like with a tablecloth over it so no one could see it. And uh, they said the water main broke and all that. So uh, I heard his song and I'm like, we got to get this guy. Excellent. So that's what started this idea for a rally. Okay. Until I had someone like that could galvanize people. I'm like, uh, this could be a kind of podunk, kind of silly little thing. And then I spoke to um, Amanda and she, she, uh, she, was, uh, she knew some people. And uh, basically, we got Joe Collins to MCR event. Oh, excellent! And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, he's gonna, he would be a great speaker, but I would rather hear him the whole time because <laughs> I think he, he he provides a kind of narrative, and he provides an excitement and a love for America mm-hmm. that people need to feel again because that was completely knocked knocked out of us right. on November third. So then the, the last component we got uh, Tiffany with the MAGA Drag community. I always wanted her, um, you know, on our team, on our committee, uh, because of her fire against Kemp, that she was going to, to yell at him with a megaphone and to speak the truth to power, however you want to put it. Right. And she has been uh, a rock within the MAGA community in Georgia. And she's also been friends with uh, Garland Favorito. She's been a poll observer, witnessed a lot of the fraud. Right. And I... Um, didn't think originally, I didn't even know how involved Garland was, but we have him speaking at the rally too. And he's the co-founder of uh, Voter GA, uh, Voters of Georgia, yeah. uh, Organization for Election Integrity. He's been doing it 10, 20 years, probably his whole life, really. And so this guy is more dedicated than anyone, and he's going to educate us. I don't want people just rah, rah, blah, 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 you know, Trump, Trump. Right. You know, I love all that, right. but, but I'm going to tell you, and I, I do love Trump on a personal level. And he's grown on me you know, since 2016. I'm like, I didn't know who he was very well. I didn't watch The Apprentice. But I'm like, you know, he's grown on me. And I love this guy. But I'll tell you what, Garland Favorito is going to educate us, not just get us excited with music and, you know, right. pumping us up right. and getting this love in America and patriotism like Joe, Joe Collins. But he's going to show how this happens each election. Yep. And, of course, he's part of the Constitutional Party, so it's kind of having, has an objective standpoint where he's not really fighting for a Republican or Democrat, but he's fighting for the Constitution. And that's what I think Americans need to do. That's what this rally is about. And um, basically, it's going to happen on March 19th and 20th. The venues are going to be in Perry, Georgia, down south on the 19th, and then uh, up in Alpharetta on the 20th, up north. Excellent. I, I did that so it would be central to both of them. It would be easy for anybody in Georgia to attend if they could travel two or, two or three hours. And I think it's going to be incredibly exciting. Um, we... We'll, we'll have security. 
Um, I'm not really afraid so much of, uh, you know, protesters because we're recalling Republicans, Republicans, mostly recalling Republicans. And the other thing is it's about election integrity. So the rally is not really about the recall. This particular rally is all about election integrity. I want a completely positive message Mm -hmm. about changing the system. And it's kind of interesting because everybody on the left is always talking about changing the system and upholding it. All I want and everybody knows this about me. I want school choice and I want fair elections. And that would be the true revolution in America if we were able to obtain that. That's progressive, right. in my opinion. Right. Excellent. Well, I'm going to sound the alarm to other states as well who have suffered through this. That's part of my effort right now across the country is to galvanize the swing states as well as other states like in Tennessee. Again, you know, they're starting to see, you know, I I think they're starting to realize the power with, well, thanks. They're, they're, we're, we're realizing the power whenever it comes to putting the squeeze on, uh, well, let's just stick with Georgia, right? If, if our rural areas would come together and our burbs would come together who are not completely marginalized by, you know, this purple wave that we have going on and they would put the squeeze on the blue hub here in Fulton County, I think, and make the right decision with regard to things like this, recalling uh, Governor Kemp, I think you would start to see changes all over the country with regard to uh, adjudicating this fraud, first and foremost, holding your judiciary accountable, uh, removing the bad actors from office that's a great place to start also removing the bad uh, equipment you know that that we have that we know regardless of whether or not you believe there's an issue with dominion voting system if you looked at every piece of evidence and listen there's a great what is it is kill chain i believe um on netflix the democrats did their own um assessment of dominion voting systems this was this was a democrat led effort in 2016 is 2015 or 16 and they're like hey this is how these things were stolen it's still sitting on netflix anyone can go watch it you, it's a documentary for god's sakes and it tells you exactly how this stuff was done so i'm like chapter uh, and verse yeah. exactly so but it, and even with that with just the suspicion of it it's like if it stinks like a pig and it looks like a pig and it wallows around like a pig, it's probably a pig. Just get it out of our state. We don't need another $120 million investment of our tax dollars, which is also illegal, by the way, uh, to invest in things that that defraud us, all of us, all of us as voters Mm -hmm. of the state of Georgia. So I'm I'm going to put out the rally cry for people to come. And because here's the other thing, you guys, I really commend your efforts for this rally, particularly uh, coming up, because people need to get off of their keyboards. They need to hug each other, high five each other, Elbow pump, whatever it is you're comfortable with, but you need to be in proximity yes. to people because that synergy and that God-given patriotic spirit that breathes through a crowd is something that you cannot overcome. It is very powerful. So I, I applaud mm-hmm. you, Eric. Thank you so much for telling people, you know, it's one thing for you to trash talk people and we've become so bad with that. And we're like, oh, well, you know, I'm a keyboard warrior. I'm like, well, yeah, well, why don't you put on your armor and get out here with the rest of us? And don't, instead of sending me emails, thanking me for being on the front lines, why don't you put on your armor Amen. and get out here with me? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. And and so it's not just that's what we need. Exactly. And you can do that. You know, you don't have to put your life in danger. But let me tell you all something. It's going to cost you in order to maintain the liberty in this country. It's going to cost you. It could cost you a job. It could cost you family relationships. It could cost you your platform. It for some of us, it could cost you your life. It could cost you your income. I mean, these are serious times. But we can't get out here on the fourth of July. You know who's the most eloquent? Sorry. No, I was going to say, we can't oh, get out the here most, on the, the most eloquent spokesman. Yeah, go, go ahead. We can't get out here on the 4th of July with our little flags and our cute little kids and their big bows that are too big for their heads and sing, you know, to Lee Greenwood and feel good about ourselves uh, during the 4th of July parades and Labor Day and Memorial, you know, all these, all these things where we, we, we champion and we, and we commemorate, right? The blood that's been spilled for our freedoms. And now that it's our turn to stand up, and do something mm-hmm. as, you know, honestly, we should be able to pull that many votes to recall uh, Governor Brian Kemp. This should not be some futile effort. This should not be no. this arduous, right? We So it's our no. turn to stand up and say, hey, this is yeah. now our blood, sweat, and tears. This is our time, treasure, and talent. 
it's time to get off of our uh, laurels because our laurels, you know, we've had our crowns ripped from our heads as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's to, our laurels are in you the trash. You sound a lot like Mac Gage. Well, you mind me telling you that? You sound <laughs> a lot like Mac Gage. And I got to say, out, out of all the guys that I've heard on election integrity, you know, Mac Gage, Philip Klein of the Amistad Project, awesome. and Joe Von Pulitzer, yeah. uh, who's, who's been a witness and an expert in uh, UBC codes, et cetera. These men uh, are passionate. Yes. They are fighting for America, and they're some of the lone voices with Mike Lindell that have spoken out. And um, we, we will have uh, some uh, poll observers from the State Farm Arena. Hopefully, we can get the ones that were there that night Right. Uh, when all this uh, dirt went down from the video, because I want people to have the full story. I, I don't think everything that's hidden will be uncovered. Amen. Everyone knows that. And so in the end, you know, people want to hide. People don't want to say what the real agenda is. Sorry, it's, o- it's always going to come out. And it is coming out. So stop hiding. That's right. Stop hiding from the people. Uh, just be honest with us. And if you, if you won't, like, we'll put someone in office who will be honest with us. Amen to that. Right. Yes. When you live in the dark, the only light there is, is truth. And that's what we need. We need the truth to come out. Jesus is the truth and the light. And we need people that actually believe that. Yes. Because, you know, who wants someone in office who doesn't have godly principles? Like, enough is enough. This country was built on godly principles, and that's what we need to put back. And in defense of Lynn Wood, because a lot of people do blame him and Sidney Powell for what happened on January 5th, you know, they were talking about the system, not actual voting, you know, and people did vote. And if anyone wants to blame them, just think about what actually happened. It was those $2,000 stimulus checks that the Democrats promised and still hasn't made good on. And McConnell countering back with the $600. That's really why everyone started voting, you know, for Democrats in the Senate race. It, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out. I'd like to give a shout out to Lynn Wood. Um, you're the one who inspired me uh, to look at the consent decree, to start looking into that, what was actually going on in Georgia, uh, the nitty gritty. Uh, you gave me the inspiration. And, uh, you know, I heard you at your rally. Um, there's no one who's more passionate in Georgia uh, for the truth or exposing the fraud. And I'd like to say, you know, for a while you were, uh, you know, promoting an online petition, which can't remove anyone. So I would hope at the end of the day, I would hope that Linwood could uh, promote this recall. Camprecall.com, exactly. So anybody out there, uh, you know, all of our contact info is on there, all of our social media from Facebook to parlor, everything is on camprecall.com. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for this opportunity. And if, if you have any follow-up questions, like feel free. No, this has been great. You guys, I just bless you and commend you. And I pray that God would send his angels to go before you behind you and around you yes, and that your path you. is clear that any confusion, any false allegations, any lies, any weapons formed against you in the name of Jesus will yes, never amen. prosper. And we thank you, Father, for this time together. We thank you for every single listener. We thank you that you are making all things right, that you are bringing truth to the lives. I pray that people will rise up out of their slumber, Lord, and out of fear, and that they would put on your armor, Lord, of courage, and step out ahead of these movements, that we are on a wave right now, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, we've been told by your prophets that you are coming, and you are plowing up your fields, Lord, and turning them over, and that you're pouring out your spirit, and I wholeheartedly believe that, and I'm honored to be a part of that, and to lead the charge, and to lead the charge on the battlefield with patriots like uh, Amanda, and like Eric and and the thousands of others who are out there. So Lord, I speak courage over this nation. I speak truth. I speak discernment. And I thank you. I speak power to darkness and I speak light to darkness, the power of Jesus Christ. You will not prevail against the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. And amen. All right, guys. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. And you're welcome to share this wherever, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. And I will uh, continue to promote it as well, and I will make sure that this gets over to Mr. Wood. Thank awesome. you. Can I love you, love Monica. You too. Thank you love so you too, much. Girl. Thank you. You're welcome. Love we you do. And I just say, anybody out there who says um, nobody's doing it, why don't you do it? Amen. 
Yes. Like Linwood says, fight back. You know, he has a fight back initiative. I'm proud exactly. of him for getting you on his staff and Herschel Walker on his staff. That's amazing. I love Herschel Walker. We all do in Georgia. And um, yeah, we're just so excited about this. Bring your family. This These rallies are family friendly. You know, bring Amen. people out. Get the word out. This is power to the people. You know, that's where the Amen. power is supposed to lie with the people. Yeah. You know, not these bureaucrats. So let's I, I can't job. wait. I can't wait. It is trending in the right direction. And like, I just absolutely can't wait. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for being here. We'll catch up soon. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. Well, there you go. I mean, it. listen, people are out on the front lines. I meant what I said. Um, For those, I really am grateful for all of your encouragement. Honestly, you have no idea. You have no idea what your encouragement does for my life and for others who are, you know, creating ideas, creating technology, uh, creating conversations, creating space. Uh, continuing, you know, this momentum forward, those of us who are not willing to just move on, we're not willing to do it. And it's not because we're Trump cultists. It's not because we're Lynn Wood sycophants. It's not because we're waiting on Sidney Powell to save the nation. It's not because of any of that. It's not because of my pillows. It's because we are God-fearing, liberty-loving patriots. You know, I'm reminded that I went to church a few weeks ago and I was actually at Linwood's church. And my number one takeaway from that was that Jesus said that he came to build his kingdom and he's coming back for it. And I thought to myself, sitting in that little country church, I thought, what am I doing to build his kingdom? He came to build his kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Nothing in heaven is defrauded. Nothing in heaven is swept under the rug. Nothing in heaven is oppressive. It is about truth. It is about righteousness. It is about joy. It is about justice. The scales of justice in heaven are balanced. It is not predicated upon fear and and subsequently hate. It is not predicated upon accusation and false accusations. Oppression by the way of intimidation and bullying. Uh, The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. None of that goes on in heaven. So you're not canceled in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have the mandate to go forward, America, especially as Christians, especially. We cannot do that being spiritually illiterate. Please get out your Bible, whatever version you feel you can understand. Sit there for one minute and ask God to open the eyes of your understanding so that you can understand his word, so that you could be a completed person, a whole person. Jesus said, be you perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. That means to be a whole person. And a lot of us are fragmented. We're broken. We've been demoralized, especially during this election, because we believed that our voices had a place in our vote. Only to wake up and realize that for a long time, actually, a long time, our voices, Bernie Sanders' voice, Stacey Abrams' This will trip you out. I I actually offered an online apology just a couple of weeks ago, and I have been like queen mockery numero uno of her thinking that she's the governor of Georgia. And I got to tell you, after what I just saw occur at the behest of Brian Kemp and Klan, huh, I say that affectionately, I have no doubt in my mind that Stacey Abrams probably won that election. Think about that. Oh boy, I just set some of y'all on fire too because you can't even stand the thought of that because you love to shove stuff under your GOP rug and all of our stuff is hanging out. It just is. It's like a, well, I'll leave that alone, but it's, it's just not good. 
So the Lord is calling us forth to clean up our mess. And if we don't do it, he's going to do it for us. So it's better that we show up of our own free volition while we still have a free volition. I cannot stress that enough. You guys know I love you. I'm so grateful for each and one, every one of you. Please suit up. Put on your patriotic, godly, righteous armor. Step out into things like rallies, helping people. Reach out to your GOPs. Reach out to your neighbors. Golly. You know, I always say at the end of every show, be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And to remember, if you're an American, act like one. Oh, 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 oh,